the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is actually a sequel show. What does that mean? Well, it means I tried to do it all in one show and I didn't get it finished, so I have to do it in two parts. That's what a sequel is all about. Couldn't tell the whole story at once, so there's part two. Hopefully, it's not like a a movie where part two wishes they didn't do a part two. But anyway, this is the sequel show about rifles. The Rifle Show. A couple of, uh, I about a month and a half ago, I did a show about rifles, bolt-action rifles. Why is that important? Well, bolt-action rifles are kind of the basis of modern modern rifle shooting. So, um, been around for about 100 years. We talked a lot about the basics on a rifle, and I wanted to kind of go above that at this point. So, let me just do a little recap real quick for those of you who missed that show. Of course, if you did miss the show... It is available on podcast at FiringLineRadio.com. You can also check us out at Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook. We're pretty active there. If you need an opinion, check out that Facebook page. There's plenty of them for you to choose from, and they are free. So we, uh, we uh, freely opinionate on our Facebook page. So check it out, FiringLineRadio.com. All of my podcasts are there. Also links to all of our great sponsors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, you know, just just the best. So check that out at firinglineradio.com. So we talked about bolt action rifles. And and for those of you out there who are saying, oh God, here he goes again. It's precision shooting, long range, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about AR-15s, AR-10s, scars, and all the other good stuff. Those shows are coming. Okay. I just wanted to finish this one first. I will do shows on pistols. I'll do shows on striker-fired pistols versus hammers versus 1911s. And, you know, we'll get into all of that fun stuff. This is just the first one in the series of specific topics that I wanted to cover. And, of course, since I couldn't do it in the first portion, this is part two. So, Firing Line Radio Shows, The Rifle Show, do. Rifles come in many different sizes and uh, configurations. Some of the major themes that we're going to talk about are action size. The action is the part of the rifle that holds the bolt. The trigger mechanism is connected to it. It has your serial number. It's the heart of your rifle. Uh, the most popular rifle out there is, is probably the Remington 700. It's been around since the early 60s. And it, there's millions of them in production. Second to that would probably be the Winchester Model 70. Now, Winchester as a company has had some ups and downs, mostly downs. And I think they've been bought out by a large conglomerate right now. And, and the rifles that they make called Winchester are not the true Model 70 Winchesters that most people have a uh, familiarity and a 
and a passion for. Uh, actually, the Model 70 is a very, very popular rifle amongst collectors. There's They changed the model design in 1964, so there's a whole series pre-64, post-64, post-64, post-81, post-93. I mean, there's all these different models that, that had slight variations and changes, but they're a great rifle. My first rifle that I ever bought was a Winchester Model 70, and that probably has more to do with where I was working at the time, which was a gun store, and the owner liked Winchester Model 70, so that's what I bought. So um, Winchester Model 70 in 270. The action, as I said, the action is what holds your bolt, has your safety mechanism, has your trigger mechanism. It holds your bolt together, has your serial number. Actions have different sizes. There's a mini action for a bolt action rifle like a 223. 223 is the same cartridge that an AR-15 typically shoots, your typical AR-15, not a multi-cal, but a typical AR-15 shoots a 223 or 556. It's a very small cartridge. Next step up from that is what's called a short action. Now the short action is basically a 308 size cartridge, about two inches for for the cartridge length, meaning the case length. It's about two inches for the case length, two and a half inches overall length for the particular bullet, maybe a little bit longer than that, but it's a small action. Small actions are very popular with target shooters for a couple of reasons. They believe that because the action is actually shorter in shorter in overall length, that it can be stiffer. The same amount of, of metal is in a, over a shorter span is going to be stiffer. Stiffness breeds accuracy. I would never bring a rifle into the studio, but if I did bring a rifle into the studio and if it was a short action, it might look something like this. This is a Remington 700 um, hypothetical model. If you take a look at it, it's got a very short span between the back of the action and the front and the trunnions where the bolt lugs go. So this is the span I'm talking about. This is actually a 243, or I should say this would be a 243 Ackley improved if it was here with me in the office. This is not the rifle you're looking for. So uh, this this particular one is a short action. As compared to a longer action, which is a, this is a model 70. This is a Winchester model 70 long action. And I actually have a video going here. So if you go to firinglineradio.com um, or on our, on our YouTube page, you'll actually be able to see this video. So if you are confused as to which is which, this is the long action. The brown one is the long action. Okay. So check that out on our, on our YouTube page, firing line radio. Long action is for longer cartridges, period. There's also Magnum and then there's some Uber, Uber long cartridges, such as the, uh, 3378 or the, the 408JTAC or the 50BMG. I mean, these, these cartridges are you know, four and a half inches long. So those longer cartridges are specific purposes, but for hunting rifles, you basically have your small action, your large long action, and then a long action magnum. And then on top of that, you have your Ubers, your Stillers and your Surgeon actions and stuff like that, which are very, very specialized. And and usually cost more than a hundred dollars, which is our, our cost level here at uh, Fireland Radio Show. Everything here does cost about a hundred dollars. Your mileage may vary, but it's about a hundred. So the short actions are very popular for target shooters because they believe that the stiffness and, and it's true, there's stiffness that's involved in the action. Anything that's stiffer has less movement is going to breed more accuracy. The other thing is a smaller cartridge simply has less recoil. 
fact, a fact of powder and uh, powder and pressure. So if you're shooting a small target round uh, with low recoil, it's a lot more fun than a, a larger magnum round with a lot of blast and, and uh, back blast on, on the gun for as far as recoil is concerned. So for target shooters, they typically will go with a smaller action because punching paper, they don't need to deliver lethal velocities and lethal foot pounds out at yardage, which a hunting rifle needs to do. Um, so that's a short action, long action, magnum action. The difference between a Remington 700 and a Winchester is all on the internal side. The Remington has the face of the action is much easier for gunsmiths to work on than where the bolt head goes into the action on a Winchester model 70. So as far as somebody trying to accurize a rifle, I believe that gunsmiths have found the Remington 700 platform to be easier to accurize, and they've kind of moved in that direction. So if you were to go and, and say, I'm going to buy a Winchester Model 700, and I want to know what kind of stocks can I get for it, what kind of a uh, uh, platform or detachable box magazine, all these different options, there are so many options for Remington 700s. There are very few for the Winchester Model 70s. It's odd because there's millions of Model 70s, but they simply don't have that that uh, change following. A Winchester Model 70 has more of a, honestly, has more of a cult following where people are like, well, it's a Model 70, why, why would you change it? <laughs> that's actually quoting people. Um, well, it's a Model 70, has a wooden stock, of course, that's just the way it is, you know, and uh, you you can't change that, that's a Model 70. Well, that's... If it's your gun, do whatever you want with it. If you want to make, modify it, do whatever you want. Winchester Model 70s come with an adjustable trigger. Remington, uh, most people will buy an aftermarket trigger on a Remington. Uh, there was a whole 60 minutes thing about the Remington triggers, whether it was true or not. I don't know, but most of the people will simply upgrade the Remington trigger. Timney makes a great trigger. Schillen makes a great trigger. Both of those are fairly inexpensive. Uh, Jewel trigger is expensive. It's probably one of the best, but it is an expensive trigger. There's also the Hubert trigger, which uh, we demoed out at the at the uh, RX18, which is an awesome trigger. So check that out. Huber, H-U-B-E-R. Um, it's a like a dual stage trigger, but very, very nice for Remington 700. And so I highly recommend that one also. So we'll talk about... The different types of cartridges last time, different actions right now. We're going to get into the barrels and what else makes them different. When you when you buy a certain model, there you can have one with what's called a blind magazine, a detachable floor plate, or detachable box magazine. Those are basically the three different types of, of floor plates available for a bolt action rifle. Detachable box magazine is exactly what it sounds like. You're able to push a button and a box magazine comes out. You can put 5 to 10, you know, only 10 rounds here in the People's Republic of Occupied California in your bolt action rifle also. So even though it's a bolt action, you do not get around the magazine capacity restrictions in the People's Republic of Occupied California. It does not mean only on bolt uh, semi-automatic rifles. And uh, I wish it did. That would be fun. Anyway, but folks, this is the end of our first segment here. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and we'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class. One that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials 
to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Now, our sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, wants to thank the many families who were able to help purchase a firearm to protect their home this past year. Now, before you shop for personal protection firearm, I encourage you to go down to Bullseye Sports in Riverside and speak with Vince, the owner, or one of the many good people at the store, and you'll receive a welcome and an educational experience to make you feel confident and comfortable with a firearm purchase. Bullseye Sport wishes you and your family a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a safe holiday season. Give the gift of protection with a stocking stuffer from Bullseye Sport. Gift certificates can be purchased in custom amounts for your custom giving. Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. Thank you, Vince, for all of your support on that, and a Merry Christmas to you, too. All right, talking about rifles. We're talking about rifles because we're sick of politicians. Rifles, long actions, short actions, magnum actions, all the other good stuff accessorizing now okay so christmas is coming for those of you who like to buy firearms just a little heads up christmas is always coming okay your birthday is always just around the corner father's day is just a couple of months away at any time of the year right so figure out your own excuse and make this happen but there's always the because it's wednesday now, producer Dan's listening to the show here. So my kids, whenever they would ask me a question and I didn't want them to do something growing up, whatever day it was, it's a dad, can we go to the movies with this terrible friend? I'd say, no, you can't do that. He goes, well, why not? Well, Cause today's Tuesday. And that stopped the other questions about, because I said so for years, finally, my son's like 15 years old. He goes, dad, what the heck does that mean? Because it's too, one time you said it's because it's Tuesday. Now it's Thursday. Now it's Saturday. What does that mean? I said, it's because I said so. But, but it took six years out of this conversation before you finally came to me with that one. So, hey, you know, take that, man. Why can't I do that? Because today's Wednesday. 
then send them to the room to go think about why it can't be done on a Wednesday. But anyway, that's why, why, why do you want to purchase a new rifle? Because today's Wednesday, that's why I need to buy a new rifle. So uh, you, you have my endorsement for that or today's Saturday or Friday or Thursday, whatever day you listen to the podcast. It's a day that ends in Y, which is a good day to shop for, shop for firearms. Okay, so the basic choices on the firearms, we talked about this before, your major manufacturers, you've got, you've got uh, Browning, which owns uh, Winchester now, uh, Browning A-Bolts, Winchester Model 70s, XTRs, and so forth. You have Savage, which has a great accurate line. I'm really impressed with some of the Savages that I own. Savage rifles are fantastic. Remington 700s, uh, it's kind of the workhorse. You can do anything with them. Uh, Ruger ha- has great options. They have more of a Mauser-style bolt, and we'll talk about that. I think we talked about this first section, but anyway, Mauser style bolt with a claw action is different from a Remington 700 or a Winchester Model 70, which is, or even the Savage, which are what are called push feed. What does that mean? Well, if you're looking along at the video on the YouTube here, as a bolt is open and the magazine is in and there's a cartridge ready to be pressed forward into the chamber, as the bolt slides forward, it actually pops the cartridge either out of the box magazine or out of the blind magazine inside of the stock pops it forward and it kind of rattles into the chamber all right it's a push feed and because of the dimensions of the chamber and the way it's structured it's pretty reliable but the end of the bolt the bolt face does not grab the end of the cartridge click into it and force it into the chamber that's called you know like the mauser action the claw with the claw extractor and uh that's not a push feed. That's called control feed. So the difference is a Remington 700, Winchester Model 70, Savage 110s, 10s, um, and so forth. Those are all push feed. The Mauser actions like a, a Ruger 77, some of the old Mausers, the Browning medallions and so forth, uh, K98s, those are all control feed where it actually grabs the back of the cartridge and pushes it into that. Most people who are professional guides in Africa prefer either a double rifle, whole nother show, or a Mauser style action that has controlled feed. They're just afraid of somebody having a feeding issue when you have 2,000 pounds of snot blowing, uh, bad smelling, hairy beast coming in your direction. Nobody really wants to find out they have a misfire at that point in time. So um, controlled feed are popular with some people with the idea that dangerous game hunting you need to have that it's not going to help you if you short stroke the uh the bolt but it's their comfort level so let's go with that so we have push feed we have controlled feed um stock selection here's something i think is really important now when it comes to um, modern rifles i cannot believe the amount of engineering that goes into a rifle for its price point you think about it when you see what one of these rifles for sale they're excuse me, they're almost what they cost back in the 1980s. Almost. I mean, compared to what your house cost in the 80s and your house cost now, the inflation has not hit the firearms scene as it has other areas. That's because, you know, techniques of manufacturing have gotten better. Cost of materials has been more stabilized. And, um, well, really, it's it's manufacturing process using the CAD machines and so forth as opposed to hand hand fitting everything. But stocks are an, are usually where most companies will try and save money. I'm going to pick on Remington here because, well, they're an egregious violator of this. Remington has a, a brand called their SPS, and 
SPS, I think stands for stupid plastic stock, but uh, anyway, the Remington SPS, it's a model 700. It's got the 700 action. It's got an adequate barrel. It has an adjustable trigger. It's great, but it comes in a plastic stock that is so flimsy. You literally with one hand on the pistol grip, with one hand on a pistol grip and the other hand on the end of the forearm, if you twist and torque it, you can feel the stock giving. Why is that important? Well, it's very important if you want to try and shoot accurately at any kind of distance, meaning 30 yards. Um, the foundation for your rifle is your stock, just like your foundation for your house, okay? Or your foundation for your life is your belief systems. Maybe that's another show. But... Um, the foundation is important and the stock bedding channel and how your recoil lugs are supported and your, your uh, action is torqued in is so important that that's the first thing you need to look at. So if you have a Remington 700 SPS uh, and it's not as accurate as you feel it should be, probably the simplest change you're going to have is going to be in the stock and the bedding area. Uh, you know, all things being the same, if it has an adjustable trigger and yes, if you've adjusted the trigger to a light and crisp, safe trigger, not a, not a hair trigger, but a light and crisp, safe trigger, then that problem has been taken out of the way. If, if you don't have anything impinging on the barrel on the stock, then that problem's taken away. The next thing is probably your bedding area. And so we, we uh, highlight Macmillan stocks. They are simply the best. They may not be the, the cheapest in the world, but they are the best. And you're going to buy one stock for that rifle and have it forever. So Macmillan has all these different fiberglass stocks that are available. And one of the things that's important, especially if you're going to deal with a rifle that you're going to build up, is the drop at the comb and the heel. Those are two phrases that have to do with the back of the rifle buttstock. So you have your heel, you have your comb. And why is that important is because your cheek right underneath your shooting eye, you're underneath your cheekbone, you need to have downward pressure on that cheek pressing against the top of the rifle stock. Why? Just so you can get hit when it goes off? No, but because that's how you set your rear sight. Your eyeball is your rear sight. If you have the same spot that you put your eye on your gun every single time, your accuracy improves. Now, if your rifle scope, because I'm running this as a Vortex Gen 2, we'll talk more about that in the next segment coming up here. This is the large scope, 56 millimeter objective bell. So it has to have some clearance over the barrel. And that's going to cause my bore height, um, scope height over bore to be about two and a half inches here between the, this and the back of this stock. So that can cause issues in accuracy because most people have to have a smaller gap between the back of their back of their stock, the comb height and their scope height. So you have it, your eye is able to come to the same spot on your scope every single time. We'll talk about how to fix that because with that rifle I just held up in the video, that was an issue. So folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. Look for us on YouTube, Firing Line Radio Show, I believe. And uh, we'll be back after this. 
Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, and obviously you're listening to the Firing Line Radio Show because you're bored on a Saturday afternoon. Oh well. I can't help you with that. It's one o'clock, man. Find something to do. Check this out. We are uh, talking about the rifles. This is the rifle show part two or do if you're French. So the rifle show part two, we're talking about some of the different things we weren't able to cover on the first one. And as I left my last segment, I was talking about a very critical thing. This has become very, very apparent to me in my recent shooting. When you're trying to shoot long range or shooting in a competition, Man, things have got to be exactly the same. Now, shooting in a competition, something like the Precision Bolt series or PBR rifle, the um, the purpose, I think, of the range guys there is to make you as uncomfortable out of your shooting position as possible. If you're going to shoot prone, you're going to get like four seconds on each target and you have to keep moving. So nothing is like laying around, checking the wind, looking at your phone calculator. You know, it's... There's a time pressure on it, and and especially when they start pushing you into uncomfortable positions, whether it's off of a flimsy barricade or a ladder or a rooftop or, I don't know, roller skates with buffaloes, all those different shooting positions that are a little rough, everything matters, and the rifle fit is huge, as I have come to appreciate more in my old age. Um, if you ever ride a bicycle, the road bike, you know, you are stupid if you go buy a road bike and just hop on and start pedaling. Your knees are going to hurt. Your fanny's going to hurt. It's not, it's not a good thing. You need to have that bike fitted to you. I am a huge believer in that. It made all the difference in my racing career. I loved it. The bike was, was awesome. It was much more efficient. Well, I'm learning the same thing applies when you start talking about shooting your high-powered rifle or any rifle, really. The gun needs to be fitted to you. One of the things, one of the measurements people always talk about is what's called length of pull. Length of pull is from the bottom of the buttstock to the trigger. That's your length of pull. That has to do with basically your arm length, so you have it comfortable. Um, you don't want to have a standard size rifle for somebody who, like a five foot two lady 
um, or man, you know, that buttstock is going to be too long. It's going to put them in an uncomfortable position. The rifle will not sit square where it needs to on their shoulder. There's going to be major bruising. They're never going to be able to have their eye in the right place to look on the scope. You know, rifles are cut to order or should be cut to order, cut to fit for you. So your length of pull is an important factor. If you're a shorter person, just intend on having it shortened or, you know, smart way to go is depending on your size could be just buying the youth model. It could be a great fit. Now, somebody might walk into a store like Bullseye Sports and say, I'd like to see that youth model, blah, blah, blah. And the guy hands it to him and goes, oh, it's too short. Well, realize this. Rifles are a purposeful weapon. If this is a hunting rifle and you hunt in Montana and you're walking into a store in June in Riverside on the corner of Brockton and Arlington, you're walking in there saying, I'd like to see this model. And geez, this is just too short for me. It's not going to work. Well, you're standing there in a t-shirt in Montana in November. You're going to have two or three undershirts on a shirt, a jacket, probably a backpack strap across your shoulder. Well, that takes up a huge amount of room. And if you are hunting with a rifle that barely fits you in a t-shirt, and then you're going to take it into a cold weather environment, you're going to have a rifle that is really too long for you. You're going to have a much harder time shooting it accurately offhand because it's out too far in front. Uh, Laying down prone, you may have a hard time putting your eye in the right position behind the scope. So the fit for a rifle is imperative. Finding somebody who can help you fit a rifle is difficult because not everybody gets it. And, um, you know, sometimes you walk into a store and you say, I want that rifle. And they hand you that rifle and out you go. And that's kind of it. But you need to understand how a rifle fits somebody. Now, let's just say in, in the model that I brought in here, this specific, specific Pacific example, um, this is a Rem, a Remington model 700 short action. It has a Macmillan stock on it, just their basic I think it was their uh, varmint stock. But what happened with this stock is because the rifle has this monster scope on it, this is a Vortex Gen 2, 56 millimeter objective bend, about the best glass you can find. It truly is just, so here's your Vortex commercial. It is amazing. Shooting through the scope just makes you, makes you giggle when you look through it. You can't believe how clear everything is. So it is a big scope. It is a heavy scope, but it's worth its weight in uh, cutting edge bullets. How's that? So the Vortex Optics Gen 2 uh, Razor, four and a half to 27, 56 millimeter objective lens. It's a very large scope. There's a bit of a gap right here. Uh, and so this is about as low as I could get these, but this particular scope on, mounted onto this rifle. But that causes a huge gap here. I mean, this is two and a half inches, almost three inches off of the... Uh, top of the re- of, of the buttstock. So this gap is much larger than from my eye to my cheekbone. And what that does is it causes me to have to lift my head off of the, the buttstock to find the relief in the scope. And you're not go- if your head is not pressed against the top of the buttstock, you're not going to be in the same position every time. And that's going to make your accuracy suffer. You're going to wonder why a gun that shot fantastically is no longer shooting fantastic. And you're going to say, oh, the scope's no good. Oh, I need to change my loads. Oh, I need a new trigger. Oh, I need a new this. I need a new that. No, you need to get in a better position. And that's the important thing. So uh, one of the ways to check is put your gun on a bipod, lay down prone behind it. And a shorter bipod is better for this. 
it's, it tends to be a little bit more level. Uh, a higher bipod, like my hunting bipods, like, uh, I like the Harris bipods. They extend from 13 to 27 inches. I can use them sitting. I can use them in a lot of positions. But the shorter target style bipods made for mostly shooting just prone uh, are better for this exercise. And put it on as low as you can. Get a good spot weld with your shoulder and uh, use a bag underneath the buttstock. And, you know, just just pick a spot on the wall where you have a nice uh, nice view of your scope. Uh, make sure you have a, have your cheekbone on top of the, the buttstock. You're, you're pressed down. You're in a comfortable position. And then close your eyes. And then open them eventually. Yeah, don't don't close your eyes for the night because it's going to look kind of funny waking up there in the next morning. But when you open your eyes, look straight through the scope and see if the crosshairs have moved off the target. Now, the gun hasn't moved. What's happened is your eyes and your, your head has moved. So check that, and that will show you how different just the slight movement of your head will make the crosshairs dance across the wall. And, you know, it's a parallax issue. It happens a lot with rifles with high, high magnification. So it becomes very, very imperative. So what do you do about it? Well, in the particular case of this one, it's going to get a adjustable cheek rest put on it. So some of the stocks like McMillan, they're high-end stocks. They have internals that literally have little, um, almost jacks. It'll jack up the back of the, uh, the back of the scope and give you a custom cheek weld. Now that's an expensive option. The other option you have is a kind of a do-it-yourself where you get the Kevlar. It's a Kevlar hood that goes over the top of the buttstock. It drills through. Uh, you drill it through nice and cleanly with the drill press. You know, don't do this on the back of a pickup truck, but you know, take it's a precision rifle. Take some time with it. Measure three times, cut once. Drill the holes, and you can install this adjustable cheek rest. Now, what's nice about that is if you change the scope in the future, and it's not as large or it's larger, I don't know if they make anything larger, but let's say it's larger, and you have to come up higher, you can adjust for that. If somebody else, your son, your friend, wants to shoot your rifle, without changing the entire rifle, you can adjust it for that. So they can shoot it accurately, and it, you know it's a universal thing. So an adjustable cheek piece on a precision bolt-action rifle is almost always necessary, unless you just happy, happen to get lucky and have the correct fit. Now, this was the Model 70, fictitiously here in the uh, studio. This is the Model 70 here, and if you notice, my gap between the the bore over height in this stock is much lower. So this is more of a hunting stock and uh, I'm using a smaller scope with lower rings and I'm able to shoot this one without any adjustments. It shoots extremely well. Uh, this is a Bell and Carlson stock on it, which has an aluminum chassis, which is an important feature if you want to have a, this is a lower cost stock than a Macmillan and it shoots very well, but you have to have a glass bedded also. And we'll talk about that coming up. So fitting your rifle to your head is extremely important if you ever have a if you ever want to shoot accurately in the future. You wouldn't buy a bike and not get it fitted, you know, you wouldn't you don't buy your suits off the off the shelf, right? Guys, hint, pay the 35 bucks to get it tailored, don't buy your suit off the shelf. Um, same thing with your rifle. Okay, you've got the action you want, you've got the, the caliber you want, the barrel length, the stock. Take a little extra time, get it fitted. Your performance in the field will be unbelievably better. 
folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and we'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. This is the Rifle Show, the Rifle Show Part 2. That could be French or it could just be a D. I don't know. But uh, part two, anyway, the rifle show. Now, uh, this is our last segment. And, uh, of course, as, as I'm getting into talking about bolt-action rifles and all the different things, there's so much more that we didn't even touch on, like the triggers and mechanisms and how those work or, or some of the other things. But before we go, as I was talking about in the last segment, rifle fit is crucial. The rifle fit is going to allow you to shoot your rifle comfortably and accurately. If it doesn't fit... Don't buy it. So um, the rifle fit is an important function on that. The other thing that I mentioned in the third segment, didn't get back to, was how your cartridges are stored inside of the rifle. Uh, this particular model, this is Remington 700 with a uh, Depat- the Badger detachable box magazine system. So I can store up to 10 rounds in a magazine. Looks just like a magazine you'd have in an AR-15, but this is what's called the AIS system. It's a box magazine. Uh, they can you can preload them. So if you're gonna shoot a competition like a PBR, PBS, you really need a box magazine. Now the last one I shot, I used a blind magazine hunting rifle, and you know I didn't need to handicap myself like that, but I was flipping handicapped. I'll tell you that. So. Um, the detachable box magazine, if you want to increase your rate of fire and not worry about stuffing new bullets down, especially if you're going to be shooting in any kind of a uh, uh, match or competition, it's a necessity. You have to have one. A blind magazine, you simply cannot do what is required in the time frame required. And that's the point I was proving. So detachable box magazine is an awesome thing. They're very easy to use. Um, you can store multiple magazines with you. That's one option for the bottom metal of how you're going to store the cartridges inside of your rifle. Second one is what's called a BDL system or a um, remove open floor plate. So this is this rifle, if you're looking on the YouTube channel here, this rifle has a floor plate. But if you push the button down below, it opens up and all of my bullets can fall out. So what's good about this? Let's say I'm hunting and uh, I've hunted all day. I haven't seen anything coming back to the truck. Instead of cycling every single bullet through the chamber and out to unload my rifle, I can pop the bottom, dump all of the magazines into my hand or all the bullets into my hand, cartridges into my hand, 
and fold it back up. It's ready to go to be loaded tomorrow when I head back out into the field. So that's a um, bottom metal that, that will, uh, you know, of course I'm forgetting the name. It's only radio, words don't matter. So that is one model. It's, it's found on a BDL or it's found on a Winchester model uh, 70 XTRs. That's one style. The third one is basically what's called a blind magazine. That means that your stock does not have an opening across the bottom, that all the, the rounds have to be fed top through the top of the action and down the magazine. And to empty your gun, you have to cycle all of the rounds through the chamber and out. So a, a blind magazine is it's fine for hunting. Okay, um, target shooting, single shots, not a problem at all. If you're going to try and do something like a competition or or shoot a lot, blind magazines, they handicap you. So it, it's it, it makes a slightly stiffer action, but it it doesn't allow you to shoot a lot of rounds very quickly. That's for sure. So on the end of the rifle. Uh, one of the other things I want to talk about is the recoil pad area. Most rifles, like the Model 70 XTR, when I first bought that gun, it came with what was called a Packmeyer recoil pad, which everybody thought was great. Um, had little X's in it and had a little white line, and it was so cute in 1981. Um, problem is, that kind of rubber vulcanizes, and after a few years... The, your, your recoil pad becomes a hockey puck. And that is something that is not nice when you're putting it on a 300 Winchester Magnum because it will cross your eyes and your knees at the same time when it goes off. Oftentimes, uh, other guns may just have a, like the Ruger uh, Model 77s, they came with a very thin red recoil pad. It's, it's butt plate. It's not a recoil pad. A recoil pad is like a uh, Packmire decelerator, like the limb savers. I highly I highly recommend those because, well, I'm a giant wimp. Um, they will absorb the recoil much better, and less felt recoil is, is better. Um, the rifles that I normally shoot, except for some that came with muzzle brakes, I don't use a muzzle brake, so I prefer to have a, a stiffer, heavier rifle and a better recoil pad. And, and that has to do with the muzzle blast. If you have a muzzle brake on your rifle, it is true. It will reduce felt recoil substantially sometimes to the point where you can watch your bullets impact if it's a small enough cartridge and a big enough break the downside is if you ever one time forget to put your hearing protection on and you send around down range you will feel it you will it will cause permanent hearing damage on the first round so that's a heck of a price to pay to not have any recoil so I, i'm I'm a little leery on that. The only rifles I have with brakes on it myself, again, came with a brake. The uh, 6.5 284 Savage Long Range Hunter. Great cartridge, adjustable, or great great cartridge, great rifle. Has an adjustable cheek piece already built into it. Uh, it does have a muzzle brake on it. You just know you're going to have to wear hearing protection if you're going to shoot that thing. Even hunting. Uh, my Remington 300 Ultra Magnum, awesome rifle. We've talked about that cartridge before. It came with a brake on it, and you had, for the love of God, better wear hearing protection on that. And then, of course, the Beast, the newest to the collection, the 3378 built by Jim Gruning, that throws 210-grain uh, bullets at 3,450 feet a second. I just like to say that, 3,450 feet a second uh, with a BCS 730. 
those of you guys who went out there and crunched the numbers, yeah, that's a performer. Um, about the flattest shooting rifle out there. But anyway, that gun has an Atlas brake on it. And, you know, when you're burning 120 grains of powder, yeah, you're going to need, well, you're going to need a recoil brake for the recoil on that gun because it is substantial. But you also absolutely have to wear hearing protection. Now, I'm not a, a total Nazi about it. I, I like the Silinks. I wear those quite a bit. Um, hearing protection because it's active. I can hear things going on and still I get hit with the, the gun blast as it goes off. Sometimes guys will shoot shotgun, not use anything. Uh, in hunting situations, you know, these are your ears, man. They're not mine. So you make your own decisions. I think that you should have hearing protection on. And uh, if you're reload, you know, also you should have some kind of glasses on when you're shooting. If you're in the field, I, I use, I have a special set of, of sunglasses I use, you know, not special, but they're prescription for me and they're prescription for long range. Well, that's one of the other things that you talk about. As you're setting up to behind your rifle, if you're one of these gentlemen who is about 45 to 900 years old, like I'm in that category, I'm closer to the 900 than the 45, um, and you have progressive glasses, realize bifocals and progressive glasses are a bane to precision shooting. You have a different focal point up different sides of your of your reading lens. So if you're trying to shoot accurately, you know, you're going to, and the guys in the 50s, they go through this. They don't realize it's their glasses that are giving them away. Um, as your head position moves or changes or your eye shifts, you're going to move the target because your glasses have a different focal point on them. So when you go to shoot, get a set of glasses just for shooting. Now, for me, what I've done personally is I have a pair of prescription sunglasses that I wear 95% of the time in the field. All right. I just, they're nice. I can see without, <laughs> anyway, I can see, which is kind of a nice thing when you're old and blind. Um, but I also will go to the dime store and I'll get a set of, of heavy plastic readers that I can use, um, not for reading or for close up, but I'll buy them with a, with a, a strength that's similar to my long range long range prescription. So as I'm wearing them in the first early morning light, when sunglasses are useless or too dark, I can put them on and it's just like having my longer vision, but I didn't have to spend 300 bucks on another pair of glasses. You know, they're not, they're not the world's best, but I can use them to get around the woods. I can see things, you know, I typically will take them off to use my binoculars. I don't like glasses and binoculars at the same time, but if I have to shoot early morning, I'm going to wear those glasses. I'm not going to take my glasses off. You just don't know if you're going to have a burst primer, which has happened. You shoot enough. These things happen. You have a burst primer, primer fall off, uh, an impingement in the barrel. Things can happen. So protect yourself. You only get two eyes, two ears, make sure that you have the protection that you need on that. But uh, the hot tip is if you're going to be shooting targets and you're going to be shooting through your scope and you have progressive glasses, get a separate single focus. I don't care if it's near focus, far focus, because you can adjust your scope, get a single focus set of glasses for shooting and uh, leave the progressives in the case, leave them in their car. The bifocals are even worse. Don't, don't, even try and shoot a rifle scope with those. So check that out. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors. We've got great sponsors here on the Firing Line Radio Show. We have McMillan Stocks, which you saw a couple of those here in this video. Vortex Optics, um, the best, the best for the money. I mean, just actually just the best scopes out there. And especially if you're a guy who's, who has other things in his life besides hunting and shooting, 
the best for the money. Cutting edge bullets. If you're going to shoot copper, they are the best hunting bullets out there. Folks, I want to thank you all for joining me. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our YouTube channel. You can see some of the things I talked about here at Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com are the podcasts, and we'll see you all next week. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.